City of Heroes podcast, episode 20. Welcome to the City of Heroes podcast, a resource for the casual heroes gamer. Your hosts, Chooch and Viv, are here to explain basic and advanced features of COH, as well as give tips and answer your questions about this great MMO. Welcome to episode 20. This is Viv flying solo tonight. Chooch and I have been really, really sick since, I don't know, Friday I think is when it hit us and we've pretty literally been stuck in bed the whole time and we're on medication and we weren't even up to a bed cast this time so Chooch came down for a few minutes to get me set up to do some recording and that way I could get an episode out to you guys. So bear with me, we're a little bit out of our usual pattern and I've never done this by myself. So we have some news and first off, we're gonna talk about the big news today, which is today is April 15th, I think. And it was a formal announcement from Lighthouse as a result of an accidental release of information. On um, April 14th, there there was some information that was shown on the test server regarding pricing for the new character slots. And so the initial post yesterday from Lighthouse says, Hi everyone, there are more particulars to this pricing, like how many you receive free, how the system functions, and how how veteran rewards figure into it. This pricing was to remain hidden as we were planning on announcing all the details for the four-year anniversary. However, since there was a tech snafu that didn't hide them in today's publish, we will be presenting all the details about character slots very soon. Thanks for your patience, Lighthouse. And then this morning we got an announcement, additional character slots announcement, and it reads as follows. NCSoft NorCal Studios is pleased to announce the pricing and details for the coming option additional character slot feature. As we previously announced, we heard the request for a system to allow more characters on a single server, and this is our answer. City of Heroes is a unique game that offers many playstyle options, options that are growing in a large way due to power set proliferation and the addition of villain epic archetypes in the next free expansion, I-12, Midnight Hour. To accommodate playing more characters on your favorite server, we will be including the following features in Issue 12. First of all, all current subscribers will receive two free character slots, each of which can be used on the specific server of their choice. This is to help you make new characters to take advantage of the new features of Issue 12, even if you already have maxed out your, quote, home server's character slots. And again, this is two free slots, not per server, but total. You'll pick which server you want those on. And then you also get one free character slot will be granted retroactively on a yearly basis through the current veteran 
reward system. Every 12 months that a subscription is maintained will unlock an additional free character slot that the user can apply to the server of their choice. Thus, existing players will be eligible for up to four additional character slots at the launch of I-12. So for those that will have the 48-month badge veteran reward, you will get four in addition to the two that were previously mentioned that everybody's going to get on current subscribers. Uh, This will continue into the future for veteran rewards given out every 12 months. So you get another slot for five years, another one for six years, etc. And Viv here is hoping that it keeps going on for several years after that, too. Then we have additional optional character slots, which will be available on a purchasable basis. These are one-time fees, not an addition to your monthly subscription rate. The additional slots can be had at the following price points. You get one optional character slot for a one-time fee of $5.99, two optional character slots for a one-time fee of $9.99, five optional character slots for a one-time fee of $19.99. Players can have up to 36 slots per server with an update to the character selection screen that lets you reorganize your character list by drag and drop, as well as easily flip between up to three pages of characters available on that server. All customers benefit from these great new user interface features included with the revisions for optional character slots. The above features are planned to be made available at the launch of Issue 12 Midnight Hour, which is currently in closed beta testing. Be sure to check out this feature along with the rest of Issue 12 when we enter the open beta testing period that should be starting in several more weeks. So, there's that information that we've all been dying for. And to me, that one of the most interesting things is that they're giving stuff to us instead of saying, okay, if you want it, you have to pay for it. They're giving everybody extra slots, which I think is really generous. And also that you can have up to 36 slots per server. I told our tween about this a little while ago, and he actually looked like he was drooling a little bit. He was really excited, although he did quickly say, that's even more than I can build. <laughs> See, so then following that... Again, sorry for the rough around the edges to this, guys. I don't know what to do when I'm by myself. I don't have chooch to look at, so I should have put a picture up or something. Okay, so next we have, and I'm going over something that was actually posted a little while ago because it's relevant again. On April 7th, the dates for the next Richty invasion were changed slightly to avoid conflict with the badge grant that will be running for the four-year anniversary of City of Heroes. The new dates for the next Richty invasion are April 18th, through April 24th. So that's actually starting Friday. Sorry, kittens. I don't even know what today is. I've been in bed since Friday. That's all I know. I think it's Tuesday the 15th. So yeah, that sounds like Friday, I think. Don't laugh and point, kids. It's not nice. (laughs) And then, so the invasion schedule. So we've got this one coming April 18th through April 24th. And then as a reminder, the next one after that is June 13th to June 19th. And then another one, August 1st through August 7th. September 26th through October 2nd, and November 14th through November 20th. Now, this was something I was going to post before the next invasion scheduled, so I'm going to go ahead and read it now because it makes sense. This is actually a post that Dark Watcher, who is a red name, actually posted March 12th, and I didn't see a point in reading it back in March because it wasn't relevant, but I think now you you might find some use in it. Um, it's titled Vanguard Information on Richty Assault Patterns, and he says... Vanguard has been examining the recent Richty invasions and has discovered a pattern in the Richty ground troop invasion. During the second phase of the invasion, the Richty check to see if more of their invaders are required every six seconds. 
the RICTI find out how many invaders are currently on the ground. If that number is less than 100 and less than three times the number of players in the zone, the dropships look for likely places to teleport more invaders. To find likely targets for the invaders, the RICTI pick a hero or villain at random from all those in the zone. If that person is not moving faster than a sprint at more than 20% health and not undercover within 100 feet of the ground and are not within 300 feet of the hospital, this person is a good target. The invaders will pick up to five unique player targets in each search period. When a good target has been located, the RICTI count the number of the invaders within 30 feet of the target and assign a threat rating to each invader. Minions Ricti are worth 0.33 point, lieutenants are worth 0.75 point, and bosses are worth 1.5 points, and heavies are worth 3 points. The threat ratings of all the Ricti invaders within 30 feet of the target are added together to get the current invader threat in the area for this target. Then they count the number of players within 30 feet of this target, and this number is used as the current human threat in the area for this target. If the Ricti threat is less than the human threat, Ricti invader reinforcements are sent to the area around the target. If the human threat is greater than six times the invader threat, and there are already some invaders in the area, the Ricti will send in the heavy assault suits. They will send one suit if the invader threat is less than one suit, otherwise they will send two suits. If they did not send heavies, they will check to see if the human threat is greater than four times the invader threat. In this case, they will send an amount equal to the difference between the human threat and the invader threat divided by up to a max of four units. These units may be chief soldiers, chief mesmerists, Ricti priests, Ricti monkeys, drones, conscripts, infantry, guardians, headmen, gunmen, or chief mentalists. If they still have not sent troops, they will send an amount equal to the difference between the human threat and the invader threat, up to a max of eight units. These units may be Ricti monkeys, drones, infantry, con conscripts, guardians, headmen, gunmen, or chief mentalists. Dark Watcher. And then later on, he adds this little statement. Stealth powers have no effect on the Ricti's ability to select a hero or villain as a target, and their counting scanners for determining levels are likewise not affected by stealth. That was a bit dry for my taste, but I thought it would be useful, even if you didn't pay a lot of attention to the points and the divisors and the difference between the human threat and the invasion threat and all that stuff. If you don't get into those kinds of numbers, then it explains where they spawn and why, even if you don't want to sit there and say, okay, the right number spawned, or we're going to get this many next time, then at least you know that the standard thought of gathering in one place and having things spawn there works. And also makes it interesting that the comment that I see every once in a while now in broadcast, which I think is a good recommendation of, you know, form up near the hospital. Well, there is a limit to how close you can be to the hospital because they won't, it doesn't look like they'll like spawn there if you're too close. Okay, and then we have warning spoilers to the villain epic archetype storyline follow spoilers guys which is pretty much all that we do here so we have a post by Hazatron, and it was made on april 8 he says 
I just noticed this thread, been a crazy few days for me, and I apologize for not posting in it earlier. Castle was very careful not to go into too much detail, and I thank him for that. First, I want to talk about the restricted costume thing. Epic archetypes are going to have restrictions on costumes, plain and simple. Keldians have a forced form shapeshift, and soldiers of Arachnos have a uniform costume slot. Had we done Coralax, you would have had various restrictions on your look so that you looked like the living coral creature you are. Had we done Avilians, the bird things I'm guessing, you would have had wings forced on all of your costume slots. Had we done Blood of the Black Stream, you would have had even more forced form shapeshifts than Keldians do, etc., etc. That being said, only one slot is your Arachnos costume slot. It is fully color customizable. You can be a pink and yellow Blood Widow if you want. You also have some different pieces to use within the uniform itself. Earlier than any other character, you get a mission to get another costume slot. This can be as early as level 10 if you play the SOA missions as soon as they become available to you. SOA would probably be Soldiers of Arachnos. You can also use Halloween Salvage to get slot 2 whenever you want. And to the poster who said he has a friend teleport him to Granny Beldum whenever he made a new character, do you realize that the Nerva-based teleporter beacon drops you right next to her, like 10 feet away? I did that on purpose. <laughs> Arachnos costume pieces were created like any other, quote, enemy group pieces, with complete disregard to have them, quote, work with any other player available costume pieces. This is one of many reasons why we went with the slot 1 equals uniform design. Those pieces just don't work with a lot of other player pieces, and if we modified them too, then they would no longer look like the pieces they were supposed to mimic. Next, I will talk about being a soldier of Arachnos. Yes, your storyline is thrust upon you, but that is because of the main storyline of COV, and I think this is a good point he makes here, the destined one. It permeates everything in COV because it is assumed that if you are playing a villain, then you are on the Destined One list. NPC Chatter refers to it, story arcs refer to it, the whole dang game revolves around it. So of course, the SOA story is going to tie into the Destined One story. Otherwise, we'd have to rewrite most of COV's content so it could ignore a person's Destined One status. Since that isn't going to happen, I crafted a story with help from Manticore and Hero 1 that has you as a proactive member of Arachnos. You have a plan and you carry it out from level 1 to 50, all the while interacting with the other content COV has to offer. Positron. There's a lot of questions that go back, of, back and forth, of course, and he answers one of the questions with, no, you have the same amount of slots total as anyone else. So some people were asking, does that mean you get an extra slot? But no, it's still five, assuming that you unlock that Halloween salvage slot. So there's some answers for you villain folks. And then we got a request for us to give out some information about a party that's going on online. It was very flattering to be thought of as a news outlet. <laughs> so we're going to have a link to the, they've got a nice little graphic. We're going to link to that on the show notes. And I'm going to warn you, the show notes are going to be meager this week. I'm going to do the best I can, but you know, Chooch usually does the, all the production stuff. So 
You know, you're going to see how limited Viv is here. Basically, the information is that on Saturday, April 19th, that's this coming Saturday, um, let's see, 7 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern, which is 6 p.m. to 12 a.m. Central, 5 p.m. to 11 p.m. Mountain, and 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. Pacific. There's, um, and the graphic really demonstrates better, but basically there's contests. It's a pre-show. Everybody gets geared up for an hour. Main event takes place for like four hours. Post-show wraps up the evening for one hour. It's on the Virtue server, and their location is the Galaxy City Arena Sapphire Room. The global contacts are at GOATS, and the name is Agent GOAT, and the other global contact is at Doom Space Diva, name of Doom Therapy. And the theme is Remembrance. The contests for the main events are as follows. We've got Heroes, Hide and Seek, Part 1, Hide and Seek, Part 2, The Chase, Part 3, Allies, Part 4, Mayhem. And the second contest is Costume Contests, Three Instances, a Signature Hero Lookalike Costume Contest, a retro hero costume contest, think bell-bottoms and afro-themed, it says. Best NPC costume, for example, a carny, a troll, a sky raider, mender, etc. And then third type of contest is rock-paper-scissors with a double-line tournament style. And the fourth contest will be arena PvP last man standing. There's a battle royale, uh, 12 to 13 last man standing bantamweight. A Battle Royale 27 to 31 Last Man Standing Welterweight, and a Battle Royale Any Level Last Man Standing. The prizes will be as follows there's a respec recipe, a level 50 Hamios random, full sets of costume piece recipes, full sets of temporary power recipes, millions and millions of influence. And the list of donors include Agent Goat, Doom Therapy, R3D J4K. Bad Bones, Secret Businessman, and Firelance. DJs and radio staff includes the Cape Radio. DJ Phoenix kicks things off with a one-hour pre-show, followed by DJ Templar for the first two hours, Rain Fox for the second two hours, and a one-hour post-show with DJ Shecky. Be there or be square. Says this event is all about paying homage to the many heroes who have passed through the corridors of the hero Don SG. It's time to show the members how much we appreciate their dedication and commitment. We cordially invite all virtue heroes to join us in the fun-filled festivities. Plenty of drinks, dancing, and prizes for all. All good things. Doom therapy. And again, we'll link to that in the show notes. So hopefully you guys can make it. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to make it or not. Depends on if we're still alive, but definitely going to try. Saturday, April 19th. And after that little bit of news, we're going to take time out for a little promo. Enjoy. Christiana's Shallow Thoughts. I really hate when you go to restaurants and the ketchup bottles are made of red plastic instead of clear plastic or glass. It makes the bottle look full even if it's not. Maybe they think that people will find a full-looking bottle more aesthetically pleasing than an empty-looking one, but attempting to achieve that effect with red plastic instead of actual ketchup is a lie. I'm not fooled by their big plastic propaganda. I value substance over artificially enhanced appearance. 
the red plastic bottles create an unrealistic standard of beauty that your average glass or clear plastic bottle just can't match. Red plastic bottles are the boob jobs of the condiment world. And I say we should lead the campaign for appreciation of natural breasts. I mean, um, clear ketchup bottles. So that's another little bit of audio awesomeness that Chooch and I are enjoying, so check it out. And we had planned on this actually being a feedback cast because we've had so much amazing love come through. And so I'm going to go through and read the comments that have been posted on our site since we last read a comment on March 7th. I know, we did the villain cast and it's been playing catch up since then. So here we have a post from Blutonium Boy. Hi guys, great job on the podcast. Very informative. No more reading the patch notes for me, lol. Love the concept and the fun way in which it is all presented. I'm posting a link to your site in my SG forum at www.kofg.org so that other people in my gaming community can listen in. Thank you. MySG is the dysfunctional family of gamers on the Freedom Server. Would love to speak to you guys on TeamSpeak or something, so if you're keen, drop by my site and get our TS info. Cheers, Blutonium Boy. Thank you, Blutonium Boy. That's really nice of you. Glad to be seeing people spread the love that we have for the game. Then we have one from Neuroshade. Hey, Neuro. Hey guys, great cast again. Unfortunately, it got truncated right at the end when you were going over the voicemails. Arg! I think the hammy ate the rest of your cast. It was very frustrating. That is five episodes I got like that. But you should really get on with Brent and his crew. I have been listening to them forever. And you two are so great and professional. He's talking about Brent at um, Virgin Worlds. And I'm sure many of your other listeners believe the compliment is just... A perfect match, like peanut butter and chocolate, which I do love. Hope to have my site up soon. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Neuro. We've been talking with Brent, as you may have heard. He actually mentioned it on, on, um, I think it was his last Virgin Worlds, I think, episode. I think it was the last one. So we've been talking, but as he said, he's very, very busy, and he's got a little backlog going, so we're just waiting. And then we have one from Villain. Long-time player, new listener, keep up the good work, smiley. Thank you. And then Neuroshade again. And on the eighth day, God restored from the most holy of backups. <laughs> and then from Dribbler. What up, Dribbler? You probably know by now anyways, but issue 12 is announced. Like I said, this was on March 12th, so we've got some backlog here on comments, which is why we're trying to clear them up. We so love getting feedback from you guys. And then on March 13th from Mental Maiden, woot, quoted again on COH Podcast, I was the one that called Posse a fibber. I don't know if that's too smart mental, you know, he is kind of like important and whatnot, but that was a cute post. And then we have another one from Neuroshade on March 13th. Wow, issue 12 is huge. What improvements and long time coming on some. Can't wait for the podcast on this one. Okay, guys, go get the scoop and spill the beans. Which actually, yeah, Chooch Chooch posted right after that. Check your feed, Neuro. We dropped special episode one last night to cover it, smiley face. I think that was when we ran to the microphones and said, we must post, we must post. And then on March 15th, Sloth, i.e. 6. Oh, this is when... Oh, this is when Chooch and Sloth were going back talking about Internet Explorer and lost me in the conversation. 
I just don't have the geek foo on this side, so I'm just going to skip it because, ooh, I carumba. So flash markup and IE8 and API and Winsock. And then we have a post. <laughs> Sorry, Sloth. I, I do love you, but I just don't get this stuff. So he's not here to read it, so I'm going to have to skip it. So the Neuroshade on March 17th. Awesome cast. Great getting to the plate quick. Happy birthday, Chooch. Mine was February 29th. I turned nine. That's so cool. We actually had to do a double take on that. It's like, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, because a leap year. Hmm, Durr. And Viv, you are the best. My wife hit me so hard when you said <laughs> tasty news. And I yelled, woo It was so worth it. Keep up the great work. I have my friend doing the art assets for my COV website now. Hope to be up soon. Can't wait to see it, Neuro. And Nero's wife, I'm sorry. <laughs> if you hear any clicking, guys, that's the cough drop against my teeth. I'm sorry, I just had a nasty cough and fit. So forgive the unprofessional sound. On March 17th, again, we have oh, a post from Troy Hickman. Hey, Troy. Uh-huh. Another tasty riff. <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. Another tasty riffic installment, folks. You know, I actually find that I learn more about what's going on at COH from you guys than I do the official boards. Oh, that's really flattering. Thank you, Troy. I think it's because your soothing voices allow me to overcome my secret shame. Illiteracy. Yeah, right. I have to admit, I know almost nothing about base raids. This one's in response to episode 16, News and Feedback, by the way. So he says he knows almost nothing about base raids. I'm sure there are people who love them, but I find the idea so far away from the comic book source material that I just can't incorporate it into my COH playing. I mean, I don't recall an issue of the Fantastic Four where the Avengers suddenly showed up at the Baxter building and stole the Human Torch's golf clubs. Am I missing something? I mean, besides opposable thumbs. Anyway, thanks for the infotainment. Your sampler of spreadable cheeses and summer sausages on the way. Chooch will be so thrilled. That's really flattering to say about getting your info from us. And I'm sorry that my voice is not very soothing tonight. It needs soothing, so that's why I'm loading up on the cough drops at this point. And then on March 17th, which I think I mentioned before, we actually had a post from the future dark overlord Scott Sigler, author of many popular patio books and his recent publication of Infected, which we have been trying to pimp. He just says, thanks for playing the promo. So, yay. Scott Sigler, go buy the book if you haven't yet. And if you're not into horror novels, like I'm not really into the graphic horror anymore, we bought them for gifts. My brother likes that stuff. Our brother-in-law likes it. So we bought those and we're sending those out to them for birthdays and stuff. So, although Chooch is reading it. So, go buy Infected. On March 18th, Nell Bunny says, in reply to episode 16, news and feedback. Yippee, I just hit level 30. You know what that means, don't you? Yes, I get the excuse to spend my hard-earned infamy on a third costume. I bought a tuxedo so I wouldn't look so scary. And yes, my character is still horribly scarred and surrounded by zombie bits. Sorry, Viv. But really, guys, who needs smoldering good looks when you have flaming eyeballs? There shall be pictures. <laughs> We've got a great little collection of pictures posted up at our gallery. If you haven't gone there and looked, you ought to. So there's some funny stuff. On March 18th, we have Eldritch Fire. He said, oh yeah, he's talking about the gallery. Is there a way to add subtitles to the pics? That would be awesome. Coming soon, Eldritch Fire. Coming soon, which I think we now have. March 19th, Nell Bunny says, holy crap, COH podcast leveled up. What powers are you guys going to pick? Since you guys are a support class for all our sakes, I'd suggest the massive heels. Oh yeah, and congrats. 
And that was in response, I think, to the new website that Chooch put together. Neuroshade on March 19th. Woohoo! Man, a free site respec. I love it. Did you use your vet rewards to get all the pretties? <laughs> this site is a double decker cool burger smothered in awesome sauce with a side order of you got it tasty <laughs> y'all make me so shy to say that word i swear if you guys didn't type it so much i don't know that i would say it so much and then neuroshade on march 19th nice to hear an homage to the gax from you guys i actually got misty-eyed when i heard i always harbored the dream of meeting the man who influenced my life from age up yes i'm 36 years old but my respect for you too, and for the professionalism for the show grows every time. Thank you. Keep up the great work, guys. You are a beacon of comforting light in a morass of inane and senseless media gibberish. Thank you so much. That's such a nice thing to say. That was kind of a spontaneous thing that we said about Gary Gygax, but I'm glad that you enjoyed it. On March 20th, Nod says, The improvements are very worthwhile. The site is very good looking now. And Nod also says, in response to Ep16, I'm wondering just how big your audience is going to get as word spreads of the excellent job you're doing. That is so nice. Mental Maiden says on March 20th, looks great, and my office compi appreciates it. <laughs> I guess that it works better on his computer at work. We won't tell nobody. Eldritch Fire says, much coolness. It's definitely easier to browse now. Ding! <laughs> Lots of level up stuff. That just gave us such a giggle. Eldritch Fire on March 22nd in reply to episode 11, Mobs in the Con System. A helpful thing to do to know the level of a mob in relation to you is the triangles above and below their name. For example, two triangles above their name means two levels above yours. One triangle below their name means one level below yours. P.S. Y'all. <laughs> I'm going to have to look at that. I vaguely remember triangles, but I've never considered it and I meant to look at this the first time I read it and I don't think I have and I'm gonna have to make a note to really check that this time because that would definitely help my simple mind although I am making progress guys and then upon a storm March 24th in response to episode zero how can someone join your SG I just started a new character tune on the server and would like to join at SG her name is Ambrosia Blue we actually like we've said I think you've probably heard it by now in the other episodes we tend to kind of stay below the radar in the game because we play with our kids you know i sorry <laughs> we can't invite you to the sg plus we're working on that guardian meetup which i'll announce something at the end of this and then upon a storm comment on the site great new look love it and upon a storm also posts on march 25th regarding episode two teaming strategies for the email question in this podcast about recipe drops for wings, I found this site helpful, and it also has pictures of the kinds of wings, which I have been searching for a very long time. And then there's a link to cityofheroes.wikia.com slash wiki slash invention underscore made underscore costumes. Hope this helps. You can actually just go to the City of Heroes wiki and do a search on invention made costumes, and, and I've done that as well. It's a good site. That's the one I use. And then on March 26th, Chooch posts, and for those keeping score at home, we now have forums. I guess it was a double XP week for the site. I'm finalizing the next podcast episode and should have it uploaded within the hour. And then on March 27th, Nod says, yay, a new cast. <laughs> and then we had on March 27th, um, in response to episode 17, A Walk on the Red Side, we had Chris Lester, who is the writer of the Metamore City podcast, which we love that podcast. He says, hey, guys, thanks for playing the promo for Metamore City. I appreciate your help in spreading the word. 
It's definitely our pleasure. Chooch and I are both enjoying that podcast. It's a great mix of like detective almost kind of in places and magic world. And there's just so many different layers and so many different characters. And it just really draws you in. It's really fascinating. As a warning to anybody that listens to patio books in the car, it is a little bit on the, let's say, sexy, steamy side. Just so that you're warned, don't listen to it in the car with your kids, please. (laughs) Country Boy on March 28th posts in the comments, Howdy, I was very glad to have found your podcast. I downloaded all of the episodes and have just finished listening to them. You do a wonderful job with your podcast and are a delight to listen to. I'm learning a lot from listening. I've played for a year and have a level 50 energy energy blaster, Wildfire 66, and a 560 level, I'm guessing, and a 560 level. So I'm guessing it's a mistype and he meant 50 level. Um, Sonic Healer, Sonic Solace, on Champion Server. After listening to you, I decided to start an Illusion Rad controller. Keep up the good work. I've subscribed to you now and written a review on iTunes. Thank you. So I can hardly wait to hear from you. Good hunting. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you so much. Country Boy, P.S. Viv, I hope you get better soon. Thank you. I'm going to take that for today, too, because March 28th was ankle time. I'm going to take that get well soon thing now because I could use all that that I can get. So good, chooch. So I'm going to share that one with him. And then on March 28th, Country Boy posts in reply to episode 17, take three. PPS, I forgot something I wanted to ask. Would you talk about invention set enhancements like Freebird and such? What are your opinions on them? I kind of went nuts with them on my level 50s because of all the different buffs and such you get from them. We've actually gotten this a couple of times, so that is actually one of the things we're going to do an episode on when we're back up to full steam and and we're going to do our next feature cast. I'm not sure if it's going to be on the IO sets, but it it possibly will because it's a very interesting one to do. The The difficulty, of course, will be in keeping it short enough to be informative without putting all you guys to sleep while you're driving in your cars. Because we don't want anything bad to happen to you. And then on March 29th, Eldritch Fire says, So, um, does this make this bed cast three times the victor? I mean, it survived three different incarnations, lol. Yeah, that was definitely an interesting post. Of course, that was when Chooch had posted it, and he added the link to the Scott Sigler free PDF that was out for three days. And then the second time he tried it again, and it still didn't work. And so it was you know, third time's the charm. It finally worked on the third take. And we actually had Scott Sigler, the author himself, post again. Chooch, of course my PDF takes over. It's called Infective, man. What the hell else do you expect? <laughs> and yeah, it. we should have known better. Yeah. So thanks for that, Scott. <laughs> And then on April 1st, if you'll remember, of course, April 1st is April Fool's Day, and we had gotten a little mischievous <laughs> and done the um, April Fool's prank. And so we posted it, and then I think less than an hour after it was posted, we had a comment from Ecliptics, April 1st at 3.35 a.m. in response to episode 18, Tour of Villainy, which is where we did that prank. He says, I cannot find the Lighthouse Positron post you're referring to. Any chance of some link? Goodness. And then two minutes later at 3.37 from Ecliptic's ARG, 
I'm usually the first person to spot an April Fool's joke. Can't believe I fell for it. And it's wrong how much fun we had with that. I mean, if I ever was going to go villain side, it was definitely that day. It's just wrong how much we enjoyed tricking y'all. I'm sorry. Aren't you glad it's only once a year, though? And then we, um, we got a nice long post from Sloth saying, I was partially got. I follow the, dre- the dev tracker, but not so much with the Lighthouse Ex Libris tracker. I heard death of PvP zones and thought, no, I would have heard. Heck, I expect some of my monitor would have melted. But I still popped over to the dev tracker just to be sure, smiley face. So what do Chooch and Viv think about the whole I-12 biff-bam-boom thing? Ludites, next time let's interview Rich and his wife together. And then he talks about his some response to the actual villain cast itself. He says, Mercy does have a contact in the 15 to 20 level range. She's got a great series of missions which teach you a lot about Ghost Widow. Last I checked, you didn't need to get introduced to this contact either. Just click on her when you hit 15 in your set. She's near the helicopters. Interesting that Rich moves from zone to zone when he gets certain levels. I guess I do that moving from Mercy to Port Oaks, but the rest of the way through the game I'm going back and forth. Rich is right, Granville is dangerous. I can cruise through the hollows with just Sprint. I super jump my way from Zulu to the Storm Palace just for fun, but when I get to Granville, I fear for the first five levels, especially on a character with no stealth, never mind trying to get around as a lackey. Couch Potato is for a different television mission, actually, I guess he means other than listed in the episode. Something different about COV zones. The, quote, danger areas are pretty much the hazard zones. When you go, say, into the power station area in Capo Diablo, you are pretty much in a hazard zone with big spawns and bosses hanging around. Wait a second, how can Rich say he shoves off islands before he's done with the contacts there and then say later that he can do all the contacts by the time he hits 50? Haha, <laughs> blow up galaxy sounds fun. Move all Viv's contacts to Atlas. I like. <laughs> And then again on April 1st, Troy Hickman, April fools, you take my heart and emotions, exploit them for some whim, and leave me a worthless husk of a man. What are you, my ex-wife? Ha ha ha, speaking as an ex-wife, I take offense to that. I guess I deserved it for posting that poor, uh, I mean. (laughs) And that's in response to something that happened on our little website. On our forum, someone had posted, had gone and created an account and posted some porn links, spam stuff, and I kind of freaked out and deleted it all, and I was so irritated. So he's joking that it was him, but we know it wasn't. Troy wouldn't do that, would he? And then he also says, lots of info about proliferation, thanks, and I'm not sure I'll understand it until I see it in front of me. At one point, I thought I heard you say scrappers will be getting a secondary called fiery heat rash. Hmm, to go back and listen to that. And then Nod posts, if I had not just seen the April Fool's joke on COH website, you would definitely haven't gotten me. Frame. <laughs> and frame is the one of the visual sounds things that they did on the, the COH prank. Uh, Mental Maiden. I'd just like to point out that Back Alley Brawler used the cha-cha joke after I'd used it in another thread 26 hours earlier. Joke thief. To be fair, I did, of course, lift the joke from the movie Real Genius. I love that movie. And then Nod on April 1st posts in the comments. Is Viv using a new or different microphone? Closer to the mic than usual. She has a little more pop at the end of her hard consonants than usual. This applies to the news and entry part of the cast. 
Once Rich's interview kicks in, it goes away, but that was probably a different recording session. You're absolutely right, Nod. We have our little recording burrow set up a certain way. And when we did the prank stuff and then that news piece at the beginning of the episode 18, we actually rearranged some things, partly because we were so excited. (laughs) We just wanted to get in and record. I slid my chair out of its usual position and we shared a monitor. Well, we were going to share a monitor, long story, but I was showing him the screenshots of, I think it was the character creator at that point. And so I was moved. And I did hear it, but it was too late to do anything about it. So we just let that one out. And I'm really sorry for that. It sounded very unprofessional and that's not going to happen again. (laughs) We're trying to figure out some new configurations and we're researching things to help with, um, you know, the sound quality. But I think normally we sound okay. Of course, there's always room for improvement. But um, I think that's mainly on our, you know, technique and how we do things and less about the setup of the room. So... But yeah, you're absolutely right. We did change things and it's not happening again. And then we had Rich reply to Zloth in the comment to what he had stated a little bit ago. And Rich says, hey, thanks for the correction, Zloth. I completely forgot to mention Seer Marino in Mercy. Her story arc is one of the most enjoyable ones in the game, in my opinion. It's the first time as a villain that you come into any sort of personal contact with a member of Lord Recluse Club. There's a second-tier contact in Cap, Marshall Brass, who will introduce you to Seer Marino, but you can simply go to her at level 15 and introduce yourself. She's a Seer. She knew you were coming to her anyways. Winky. (laughs) As for me moving from zone to zone at different level thresholds, it's what I generally do. However, there are mushy points where I sometimes go backwards to a previous zone. For instance, Nerva contacts begin at level 25, and that's when I move to Nerva. But there are third-tier contacts in Sharkhead whose missions also start at 25. So after doing some nervous stories, I might dip back into Sharkhead to do a few of those, quote, higher-level contact missions. Same thing holds for going to St. Marshall at 30, but dipping back into Nerva to do some of those third-tier contact missions. So it's more of a general rule than a hard rule. And I can hit every contact on the way to 50, but I mostly only do the ones that have awesome story arcs, badge missions, or temporary powers to give away. Winky. I would like to make a minor retraction, though. I stated I'd like to see more islands or zones in the Rogue Isles. I think I'd rather just see more contacts. There's really enough actual zones, but some new contacts would provide some more variety. I can relate to what Rich says on that about picking and choosing the story arcs that you do. I find some to be very entertaining and some to be very tedious, whether it's because it's basically the same story arc as another one with just different players' names plugged in against a different faction. Or, you know, one that I really enjoy is, I think it's the Gordon Stacy one where you're tracking down, well, we'll talk about that another time. And then we have a post from Country Boy on April 2nd in reply to episode 18, Tour of Villainy. Another excellent podcast. I don't mind the length. Very interesting overview of the COV zones. Thanks, Rich. Can't wait for the next cast. Thank you, Country Boy. I was really worried about the length, but again, we got to the end of it. It was like, oh, let's just let it go. People can get bored and skip to the end, you know? And then on April 2nd, Zloth says, ah, in reply to Rich. So you do go back and forth some. Okay, I thought that was rather odd. It really seems to me like there are a lot of contacts in COV. It's pretty cramped at the lowest levels, but once I get over five, it's tricky to hit them all. Valuda Lunata's Arachnos Ghost Story is a neat arc for 10th to 15th level, but I've only gotten to see it once. The stories in COV definitely seem more interesting. There are some great ones on the COH side. 
but arc for arc, I think COV has better ones. I'm guessing the people writing them had more experience and tools to do them. And then on April 4th, Rich replies, I think Jisloff there again. I believe a lot of the villain side story arcs were written or at least put together by Shane Hensley, a.k.a. the original Captain Mako. Shane is the guy who wrote the pen and paper RPG, Deadlands. He's a great writer and really good at crafting stories. He left Cryptic last summer to begin working on the Deadlands MMO. It's going to be awesome. On April 8th, Nod says, yay, a new cast. (laughs) In response to episode 19, news and microtopics being posted. And then Country Boy on April 8th in reply to also to episode 19 news and microtopics. Excellent cast again. I also like the highlights of the villain groups. So you're not alone, Viv. And then Neuroshade on April 9th. Great cast. I really do not think you should let go of the faction segments. Viv, control. You must learn control. (laughs) Ain't that the truth? I think you should let your tween do a short on intro to PvP. Get him involved. And that was interesting because I actually read a couple of posts in our forums about that too, that people do like the factions. So I guess we're going to have to find a way to work those in because it seems like people like them. And then on April 9th, oh, and as for the tween thing, he's a little shy about the whole thing. He thinks, to be honest, he thinks that we're a little crazy for doing this. I don't think he thinks it's exactly cool. So, you know, every once in a while I'll offer if he wants to do something. And he just says, "Mm, no, thanks. I think, I don't know if it's shy or if it's just not cool, you know. And he sees how much time playing that we lose with the podcast because we literally spend hours and hours and hours. may not sound like it, but we do spend many hours a week trying to get information together, figuring out content, figuring out how we're going to do things, making changes to the website, post-production, pre-production, we spend a lot of time. And so that's time lost from actually playing the game. And I don't think he wants to give up any of his playtime. He is 11. You can't really fault the kid. But yeah, we're trying to get him into it here and there, but so far, no luck. And then on April 9th, we have from Troy Hickman. He says in reply to episode 19, another great show from the Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis Jr. of Gaming Podcasts. And you know, you just don't get enough Marilyn McCoo comments anymore. You just never hear that name. I'm curious, does anybody know who Marilyn McCoo is? If you know, call in with that. Our podcast voicemail is 206-333-3206. And okay, he says, I was a bit afraid when I read you were linking us to Bab's acrobatic moves. I was sure I'd click on some kind of Kama Sutra site and had to take a hot poker to my eyes. Thank you so much for that mental image, Troy. Then he says, I think I will probably opt into the advertising for that extra bit of realism. And you guys should check into it for your side project. Chooch and Viv's Chicken and (laughs) Waffle-torium. Honestly, it would not be chicken and waffles. It would probably be like burgers and cheesecake or something because Chooch makes awesome burgers and I make amazing cheesecakes. You guys would not believe how good my cheesecakes are. And then he says is, well, then he says something that he should not say. So I'm putting a big black bar over this section of your comment, you bad, bad boy. Then later, after I edit for your protection, he says, hey, is there any chance of you folks doing a podcast while you're playing sometime? Or is that logistically not possible? Meaning, are you afraid Viv will scream out her usual game time obscenities as she gleefully mows down gray pops? I resemble that remark. (laughs) 
Actually, the only time you have to worry about obscenities is when the boys are not home. That's the only time that I let the expletives fly. And then Chooch actually replies to this. He says, regarding recording and playing, we've been thinking about recording a live run of the Transcendence Trial, doing the audio as well as a demo record, then syncing them up and releasing that as a vidcast. Not sure if we'll do it exactly that way or audio only, but it's something we've been talking about for weeks. Actually, I think we've been talking about it for months. So, yeah, it's definitely something that we've been talking about doing for a long time. It's just a matter of... Well, like I said, we haven't outed ourselves in the game. So the people that we normally would tap on to do Transcendence Trial, we don't have a full team of eight to do that. So, yeah, we're still figuring it out. So we thank you for all of those comments. And good gravy, we have a voicemail. Let's listen. Hey, this is Nail Bunny. I just want to say this is exactly how people become villains. I cannot believe you guys. Oh, I pulled over my car. I was like, it's over. It's over. I had fun, but someone just decides to ruin the game on me. Oh, no, you guys were running the game, though. I pulled out the the good gravy. I said good gravy out loud. Who says that? Me? Jeez. I didn't even play PvP yet. I'm only 32. <sighs> well, okay. Thanks for making sure my heart works properly. I'm going to go and appreciate the game a little. You guys have a good day. Bye-bye. Uh, Vico for president. Goodbye. Oh, nail bunny. You almost made me feel guilty. <laughs> it's just, it, I've said it before, it's just wrong how much we've enjoyed this. I'm so not the prankster or the trickster. That's all chooch, but I have to admit I've really, really enjoyed that you guys have been sharing your shock and awe on our little prank. So sorry about the, you know, <laughs> scared the gravy out of you. <laughs> and thanks for continuing to listen, too. You haven't totally given up on us. We have a few iTunes reviews. I actually printed these off for us to record on Saturday morning. So there may be another one or two, but this is what I have so far. Six more iTunes reviews. I just don't even know what to do with myself. I'm so excited. And you guys spoil us because all of you give us five stars. I just think it's awesome. We have one from Dwayne who says, Thank you for a great podcast. I'm so glad that there is a podcast for COH slash COV. I just found this podcast today and I am already in love with it and will listen to them all. Smiley face. Thank you, Dwayne. And then great podcast by Zapping. This is a great way to keep up to date with the news in game. While I don't always agree with their play style, i.e. healers, <laughs> I do appreciate their perspective and the updates they provide. It is a very well put together show. Thank you for that zapping because as I've said before, I was a bit twitchy about the healer episode that we did. Like I said, I recently got a verbal smackdown from somebody in the game just for using terminology that I use. So the fact that, you know, like we do, you're able to look at how other people play and not judge them and not decide that it's an issue for you to fix or anything like that. I really appreciate that. And that's one of the things that I so much love about our listener base. You guys are just not a bunch of little kids running around trying to force your opinions on people. And you recognize that that's not what we're trying to do either. We're just trying to share information. So thank you for that. That just kind of gave me a big old smile. And then from Jim Gross, it's weird because iTunes kind of truncates some of the names. So I can't see the whole name. 
but it looks like Jim Gross dot dot dot. So it's longer than that. He says fun for all. I have been playing City of Heroes for over a year and still found many helpful nuggets in this podcast. Chooch and Viv are very easy to follow and very informative. Even hardcore COH gamers can find out something new every week. A must-listen-to show for COX gamers and anyone into MMOs. I laughed. I cried. It was better than cats. I would listen again and again. (laughs) Thank you so much for that. That reminds me of something we used to say when I was in high school. I did... I hung out with like drama and theater people and band people and a variety of different people, a whole bunch of different cliques, I guess you'd say. And so this one of us group would say, I laughed till I cried whenever we really enjoyed something. So that's what that reminded me of. So thank you for that. And then Country Boy 66 says, great work. Just found this podcast and downloaded all the episodes. Great work, Chooch and Viv. Know what they're talking about and make a terrific show. Keep it up. Thank you so much. And for all the comments that you've given us on the board. Oh, Teach Me Great Ones by Crimson Glory. This game can sometimes leave you scratching your head, especially after being exposed to some of their many acronyms. I've sometimes felt more like a tourist in another country after visiting the official forums. But thank goodness we have a couple of guides that are there to lend a hand. From backstory to news updates, I love your dedication to the game and its community. Keep coming, Chooch and Viv. You too, Rock. Thank you so much. And I know exactly what you mean about, you know, hearing the acronyms and not knowing what they meant because this was the first real MMO that I played other than RuneScape, but you can't really count RuneScape. I mean, you can, but it's a totally different kind of game. So I totally feel your pain, which is one of the reasons we wanted to do this. Chooch has been doing MMOs for years, and he's had to kind of teach me so many things along the way. You know, it's just cool that we can all share this stuff together. And then Great by Ngozi. Ngozi says, this is a wonderful cast. I just got back into COX games, and they've really helped me recapture my love of the game. Thanks, you two. Thank you so, so much. And if I did miss any other new iTunes reviews, then I will catch them next time. And just to go back a bit, Chooch and I have chosen Sunday, May 4th as our tentative date for our COH podcast listener meetup. And we're going to do that on Guardian server sometime in the afternoon. We don't have a time exactly set yet. It's kind of depending on a couple of things going on. We want to do it as soon as possible, but we just can't set a time yet. Sorry, guys. So hopefully this will give you plenty of time to log in on Guardian and build up a new little baby tune. We're hoping to have level ones to start out with, skip Outbreak, and go directly to Atlas Park so that we can all just easily meet up at Miss Liberty. And yeah, I did say Atlas Park and Miss Liberty, but Chooch wanted me to be clear. This is hero side. We're not going to do a villain side meetup. At least not yet. This is the COH podcast after all, kittens. You know, you know where we live. We live blue side. So yeah, if you want to come and muck about with us, we'll probably, I'm thinking, probably go into the sewers. If there's groups already in there, we may, you know, do some street sweeps and stuff like that. And it's looking like we're going to have from the people talking on the forum so far about looking forward to it, we may have a couple of teams running, which I think will be a lot of fun. And also, we don't have to worry about XP debt. So it's just, you know, to have some fun and hang out for a little while. So anyways, look for that. We'll be sharing more info as we come up with it. And we'll I'll start a new thread on the COH podcast forums so that we can get the word out on the exact details and hopefully see you there. 
I would like to thank you for bearing with me this long if you have. I know it's not as much fun without Chooch for the ride for any of us. But if you would like to give us a call and leave us a voicemail at COH Podcast, you can give us a call at 206-333-3206. Or you can send an email to cohpodcast at gmail.com. Or just leave us a comment at cohpodcast.com. Also, if you get bored one afternoon sitting around work or something like that, you can go check us out at our forums at cohpodcast.com slash forums. Really appreciate all of the comments, and thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you back next time for episode 21 with Chooch. Please let Chooch get his voice back. Thanks, everybody. Happy hunting. podcast, its hosts, and websites are not in any way affiliated with NCSoft, Cryptic Studios, or City of Heroes. All views expressed are solely of the hosts and their guests. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, share-alike license, which is explained in detail at cohpodcast.com. Good hunting, heroes. Vico Viv for president.